What's up, DHG pros? Welcome to the world of small doses, big impact. This limited series from dreamer to founder is a labor of love. I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you all here. We will be discussing a variety of topics that encourage change and growth. I believe it's very important for beauty professionals to have a community of support on their path to success. I am in the beauty industry and I have created a community for like minds and people on the same journey or similar journey to join me on my platform on Facebook, which is GHG Pro University that is on Facebook find us. Last week, we discussed change, and I'm super excited to dive into another topic today. So, an official hello and welcome. My name is BV Nicole. I am the founder of DHD Pro University. I'm also a salon owner, and the name of my salon is DeluxeHairGallery.co. For today's small dose, I want to share a bit about myself and my journey and talk about a topic that I think is really, really important. And I think all of us can attest to it and possibly all of us have experienced it. If not, for the ones that have, let's jump into it. Today's topic is imposter syndrome. First, let me give you the definition. Imposter syndrome is not a diagnosable mental illness. It's mostly a term that's used to describe, for a lack of better words, lack of self-confidence. Attached to things like skill, talent, achievement, accomplishment. Um, and to put it simply, imposter syndrome is the feeling of being like a fraud or or someone who doesn't belong where you are, don't feel like you earn your accomplishment. It affects all people, no matter social status, background, skill level, or degree of expertise. So it's very common. And if you're not careful, this is coming from my heart and my spirit, is a belief that can hold you back if you believe the lie or buy into it. So... I want to tell you guys a little bit about my backstory and how I have experienced it and overcame it and leave with today's tips on how you can do the same for your life if you choose to do so. And for time purposes, I want to jump cut and start off with the part of my story where I began my journey as a cosmetologist. <laughs> so I was eager and slightly experienced stylist in the making. I began my career in the beauty industry, like many of you, by starting a cosmetology school to make it official. I was passionate about beauty, and I loved the thought and the idea of learning all these new techniques and skills and all of these things that I would learn in school. I was really excited about that. That's what I was promised. That's what I was sold. So that's what I expected. I knew a little bit at the time. I thought, what could going to hair school hurt? How could it hurt me? It could only help me, right? And I was excited to kind of see what change it would bring. And I'll tell you right now, it brought a lot of change. Good and some bad, but mostly good. Mostly good. So at this time of my life, um, I started cosmetology school with friends, of course. It was not a journey that I took on my own, but it was a journey that I soon faced on my own. So I started cosmetology school. I was already familiar with hair extensions. I was familiar with like doing hair and things like that. I just was like, you know, I need to get the credentials. I need to make money 
I need to be able to take care of my child. I was a new mother at the time. I was like, it's time for me to, you know, take my life serious and take my career serious. So I enrolled in cosmetology school. So at cosmetology school at the, I guess, orientation, so to speak, or the presentation where you do the walkthrough, they kind of gas up, you know, all these things that I would learn, how I would learn everything. I would learn so much. I would learn this. I would learn that. Basically packaged and sold the idea that I would leave cosmetology school feeling qualified. That's that's what I was told. And that is not what I got. If you got a different experience, I'm happy that you did. But my de- experience is a little different, but it definitely made me. I immediately started learning a lot. I started learning a lot about myself. I started learning areas that I could grow in. So for me, I got a lot of uh, positive feedback and I excelled at my classes. I excelled at my training. I was always top of my class because I was super passionate. And I finally found a thing that works for me and worked in my life coming from someone who didn't really excel at school only because it's just not the way my mind worked and my circumstances were a little different. But in cosmetology school, I excelled, right? So I'm I'm pretty much doing great things. I'm learning a lot. I'm now starting to learn about the industry. I'm going through these classes. I'm going through training. We're going over a lot of theory. I'm excelling. So I'm super excited to go to the floor. I'm confident because I'm already doing extensions at the school. Students and teachers are referring some of the clients to me. So I feel like I got it. I feel like I know what I'm doing. And then I experience um, like a, wait a minute, Beauty school is not all that it cracked up to be. When we got to certain topics, more advanced topics, I learned really quickly that we were going to skim over things. Not only were we not going to know everything and all things, we were just going to barely grace the surface because cosmetology school is where you are introduced to things and you learn you learn a little bit about things and you're exposed to it. So I feel like the best way to describe it is like being at a a restaurant, you're sampling all type of things, but you don't get the full course meal. So each curriculum I feel was basically like that. I was just getting little doses and samples of everything, but I wasn't really able to dive deep into it because we had to keep moving on. It's such a fast pace. They got to cram in so much to get you ready for state board. Cosmetology school is for state board. It is not for career experience and it is not for teaching you how to master what you want to master. That's definitely not what it's for. Little did I know. I got my first experience here with also learning that not only are your educators human, but they're also not always practicing what they're teaching. So I remember being super excited to be in cosmetology school and be in a hair extension class and be ready for that actual course and curriculum just to find out that my educator, number one, didn't do extensions, so they could not teach me. So they taught me from a book and they tried their best. And I was just so let down. I was like, dang, these people are supposed to know it all. They're supposed to know everything. And I was let down on one of the main things I wanted to go to cosmetology school for. They could not really teach me. I learned that educators there to do their job and their job is to follow a curriculum. It's not to teach you about the industry. It's not to get you prepared for it. It's just to introduce you to it. All that comes when you walk out that door. I also, in a positive light, I got my first introduction to education. So a company came in and taught us fusion and taught us microlinks. That was my first time being introduced to microlinks. They taught us how to put in three pieces 
of the microlink and then they taught us how to put in three pieces of the fusion and they gave us a little spiel and then they gave us certificates and they said you have just elevated your career you are leaving school certified and you have a potential to make so much money you are now certified in an extension technique go be great here's your certification and they did all of that without teaching us how to even remove it but i believe them I believe that I was certified. I believe that I was qualified and I believe that I'm about to have the best career of my life. So I had my hope. I was like, okay, cosmetology school is not all that. Education, what is this? I love this. That was my first introduction to it. I was like, I can learn stuff. I can teach stuff. Just, just, it was such a beautiful experience of learning all the avenues, but just not necessarily getting to dive into it. But in that moment, I didn't even realize cosmetology school and that license is not going to give you the confidence and the self-confidence in your career and in your abilities that comes from within. So I learned really quickly that even when I graduated cosmetology school and I had this qualification saying that I was certified, saying that I know this stuff, I am this person. I noticed that for the first time, I started noticing that nagging sense of self-doubt. I began questioning, you know, how the next part of my journey would look like. I, even in cosmetology school, I started to question like how it was going to end. I wasn't quite at the point of wondering if I was good enough. I didn't get to that level of imposter syndrome, but it, but I did start to wonder how my career was going to look and how I was going to do in the industry. And I knew I was supposed to feel qualified, but I did not feel qualified as a cosmetologist straight out of school. I had qualifications, but not the confidence or experience to complement my newfound credentials. So let's do another jump cut. So I've, I graduated cosmetology school. I got my first salon job. I began working in a salon and immediately that feeling of imposter syndrome began to show up and it came with friends this time. It was doubt, worry, isolation, you know, you name it. I worked at a hair salon that was full of professionals who knew what they were doing. It was a hair extension salon. They they focused on hair extensions there. I would look around at the other stylists and I kind of started to feel like, dang, I was really good in hair school, but now I'm out in the industry and these people are way better than me. <laughs> like, you know, they belong here. I don't belong here. So, you know, I felt that a little bit and just watching these girls talk to their clients, work with their clients, have full books. And here I was fresh out of school with hope and ambition in an empty chair. So you can only imagine how that felt. Um, I really just discovered another thing about myself. We didn't have all these terms and all these discussions about self and mental health. They weren't popular when I was coming up in the industry. So Back then, I didn't know that I'm an introverted personality type. It might not seem like it, <laughs> but I am introverted. So not only am I around people that are better than me now, I'm learning that my personality takes time to warm up and build up and come out. I have to experience a level of comfort before I present myself in that way. So I'm learning that I'm an introvert in a career field where communication and personality and selling yourself is like the make or break. I also got my first experience with 
what we call now mentorship and mirroring someone who was where I wanted to be. So I was trying to figure out who I was and I was trying to elevate as a person. But again, back then, we didn't have these terms. We weren't calling it that, you know? I was trying to elevate and get to the next chapter. So let's skip ahead. Now, I got this great experience. I'm not quite booked, but I learned a lot about myself. I was, you know, experiencing imposter syndrome, feeling like I didn't belong and feeling all these things that, you know, most people feel. Um, and then I ended up back at square one, guys. I relocated to a new city that I did not have the proper credentials for in that state. I had no idea how I was going to thrive. Like I had no idea how I was going to make it. Let's just call this chapter of my life in the midst of chaos. I don't shrink. I rise. That's pretty much, you know, the best way to describe it because I learned another thing about myself. I learned that how I react to trials and tribulations and things like that and being faced with things that should make you break or make you crumble or make you shrink. I rise and I give credit to like God and my upbringing. I don't shrink in, in the midst of trials. And unfortunately, that's something that I don't know how to teach. That's about the only thing I don't know how to teach. <laughs> so, but we'll jump cut again. So I ended up getting settled in. I ended up finding my way in this new state and I land my second salon job ever. So my first job as a hair extension specialist, well, I was watching hair extension specialists. And then the second job before curl texture and curly hair was on the rise and became the newest trend, I just so happened to land a position at a salon that would eventually become like the top salon in this area that I live in for texture hair. So, you know, your girl got lucky. I was feeling favored by the gods, feeling like God's favorite. I really got lucky with my first two job experiences. Number one, they taught me the importance of picking a niche and mastering it. And they taught me the importance of positioning myself as an asset, which is exactly what I did when I started my second salon job ever. I knew that having an empty seat in a salon was not good for me and not good for my confidence. And I knew that I never wanted to experience that again. I knew that I didn't want to be the person in the, the salon that knew the least. I, I just knew I could never be in that po position in life ever again. You know what I mean? So I didn't know then how much these two experiences would change my life. Another jump cut. So basically at that salon, I learned a lot, but my time eventually came to an end there. And I got my first salon suite. Fast forward to who I am now. I got a taste of entrepreneurship and pretty much the rest was history. Well, not quite in that order, but you get the point. I have been in business now since 2014 and my old enemy, imposter syndrome has you know, tried to pay me a lot of visits over this time, but my experience and perseverance and accomplishments started checking imposter syndrome at the door, you know? So now we're going to cut a little bit further along in my story. I'm getting to a point where I'm good at not answering the door for imposter syndrome. I started to push myself out of my comfort zone. I began taking on more challenging clients and experiencing with like, you know, charging my worth, so to speak. Not to confuse worth with the price, but that's a term we use a lot in the community. But just experience with new techniques and mastering the ones I love and just really taking control over my career. After opening my salon, the, the feeling of imposter syndrome still lingered here and there. I worried that I wasn't good enough, you know, at times. 
And I also worried that I didn't have what it took to be a salon owner. But honestly, it wasn't until I started teaching that I really began to overcome imposter syndrome because teaching forced me out of my out of my comfort zone and it forced me to confront my own insecurities and really develop a deeper understanding for the beauty industry. And as I began teaching others, I really began to realize that I did have something valuable to offer. I am a person of value. I am walking in my purpose and I am qualified and I'm capable. That's what being an educator has done for me. And it continues to push me in that direction in life. So I do want to wrap up because it is getting long and these are small doses. I just want to say if you're struggling with imposter syndrome, I hope hearing my story helped you out or encouraged you or inspired you or just made you feel like, you know, you're not alone in this thing. But I do want to leave you guys with a few tips that helped me. Tip one, acknowledge your feelings, recognize that it's okay to feel self-doubt, but also recognize that it doesn't have to define your worth or ability. Worth and ability aren't dollar amounts, the car you drive, your life status, your house. It's not defined by that. Worth and, and price and cost, they're two different things. I also want you guys to, number two, talk to someone you trust. Share your feelings with someone who understands you and can offer you support and encouragement. Three, I want you to focus on your strengths. Rather than dwelling on your perceived weaknesses or shortcomings, focus on what you're good at and what you bring to the table. Focus on what you're great at. Focus on that and then tap into that. Also, I want to challenge you guys to challenge negative self-talk. Don't just lay down to it and surrender. When you start to think negative about yourself or your abilities, challenge those thoughts with positive affirmations and then evidence to the contrary. Remember who you are. Remember last week we talked about change in, in, in the last episode. So just know that this is a perfect example of some things that you can change and should change about yourself and about your life. It would only help you. So I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you guys, you know, got something out of this. I, well, I know someone got something out of this. Thank you guys for tuning in. I know that this small dose had a big impact in your idea of self and your value. Remember, you are capable, you are qualified, and you deserve to be here. So with that being said, I definitely want to invite you guys to come back next time for episode two. Until then, you guys stay dope. I will see you next time.